Hi there, everyone. Welcome. Today's show, we will talk about the Biden-Harris 2020 ticket. Did you see the press conference that they had together? How good did that feel? It felt really good. I'm also going to discuss how much I like Kamala Harris and what it is I like about her, especially how she slices and dices people during congressional hearings. It really is a thing of beauty. She is a master of it. I can't imagine that Mike Pence is going to be all too excited about debating her. But as always, I appreciate you listening. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. Let's get it started. This morning, all across the nation, little girls woke up especially little black and brown girls who so often feel overlooked and undervalued in their communities. But today, today, just maybe, they're seeing themselves for the first time in a new way as the stuff of president and vice presidents. And we're experiencing a moral reckoning with racism and systemic injustice that has brought a new coalition of conscience to the streets of our country, demanding change. And the pinch. Swinging a long drive to left center field. It is gone! A slam! A grand slam indeed. Joe Biden selecting Kamala Harris to be his vice presidential running mate. I'm very excited about that. I've always been a fan of Kamala Harris. I'm excited about Joe Biden, too. I'm excited about the ticket altogether. Just watching them two up there together, and there's a sense of unity, and there is a sense of wanting to make this country better. Although, really, you could have thrown pretty much any two people up there, me and anybody else out there listening. We could have done a way better job than the idiot that's in charge right now. But I'll go ahead and stick with the professionals. I don't know about you, but when I saw those two together and I saw them up talking and you just see two people behind a podium who really want to affect change in this country. And we're not used to seeing that anymore. We're used to seeing buffoons and morons and idiots and failed business people and people who deny that a pandemic is going on. People deny that... There is systemic racism in this country. You know the whole list. I mean, we haven't had normalcy from leadership in four years, and it feels like 20. But this was the first time that I felt some pride back in this country. Now, I'll always be proud to be an American, but it is hard to be prideful when you have a brainless soulless ex-game show host running the country, and especially during a pandemic. Can you imagine what the history books are going to say about this administration 30, 40, 50, 100 years from now? Is it possible it could get worse than Donald Trump at some point in American history? Is that possible? You know, they always used to say that, you know, the older generation's dying off, so racism will go away, but Yeah, there's some young idiots, too. And Donald Trump reinvigorated that whole scene. It was never going to end, but it felt like it was 
somewhat going away under Obama, especially. And I'm not even giving credit to Obama that he's the one that changed race relations. But I think because America accepted a black man as president, it sort of pushed down more and more the racist and they were sort of kind of given up. They were just like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. We had our time and I think it's over. So partially because of Obama, but not for the reasons we all want to believe that it is because of Obama. But boy, Donald Trump, he didn't drain a swamp. Maybe he did, but at the bottom of that swamp were the people who were hiding, who went away and they came back in full force. And there's still plenty of them out there. But man, it felt good. It felt good to watch two normal, professional, intelligent people discussing their plans for a future America and a near future America. It's just a shame it didn't happen at least a year ago. A lot less deaths, a lot less cases, and that's counting cases. Donald Trump says there'd be less cases if we didn't do any testing. We would have less cases with more testing if this ticket were in charge a year ago. Does anybody listening to this have a doubt about that? I don't mean to be presumptuous and answer for you guys, but... I'm pretty sure you have no doubts about that. I know that because I have a smart audience. I hear from a lot of you. I definitely have an intelligent audience, which almost makes this gig harder. You got to know what you're talking about with this audience. It's unlike those other conservative radio people. They spew out anything and they know the yokels listen to that. You know, they'll believe anything they say. It's a shame. But anyway, Kamala Harris is the pick and some of you may not be as happy as I am or a lot of people are about that pick. Maybe you wanted Elizabeth Warren, who I was a big fan of as well. But, you know, here's the thing. Right now, this is all about getting this country back on the right track. If it were another Republican and he was the only other person, he or she were the only other people we could vote for, and they were not like Donald Trump, I'd vote for that Republican. It's pretty simple. We've got to get rid of this ridiculousness. We have to get rid of this guy. That's what it's really all about. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the two people that are going to do it. I, I have no doubt. The only doubts I have is Donald Trump going to the extent to find a way to cheat his way to this election as well. And he's already trying. He's trying to get mail-in. He doesn't want mail-in ballots anywhere except for in the state of Florida. So there's mail fraud in all 49 states. But you're saying the state that you're least worried about of fraud is Florida? First of all, there's no such thing really as mail fraud. It nearly does not exist. But if it's going to exist... Well, Florida's the top contender by far. You ever see when they put odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl every year? If there were odds on mail fraud and what state would produce the most, Florida would be a monster favorite. Monster favorite. But as I said, I'm excited about Kamala Harris. Uh, There are a lot of things I do like about her, but as I said on my last show, my favorite thing about her is when she grills these assholes in those congressional hearings. I love it. In fact, there's a few that I like so much. I'm going to play a few clips because she's so good. She's so precise. This woman is 
prepared. She is the definition of prepared. You are not getting anything past this woman. It's not happening. And you're not going to outsmart her. You're not going to outtalk her. You're not going to outwit her. It's not going to happen. In fact, if they had one person in the room, they can say, all right, you could pick one person that you can eliminate from asking you questions. They'd all pick Kamala Harris. Wouldn't even be close. In fact, here is the first example of Kamala Harris brilliantly taking down Brett Kavanaugh during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. Mr. Kavanaugh squirmed and was searching for answers. You could see him just really struggling to come up with an answer. And as she points out, you've had no problem remembering things from a really long time ago about all kinds of different things, but you have a problem remembering this. So here's the clip of Kamala Harris. What I also love too is Cory Booker is sitting next to her, and while she's questioning him, he just has this smile on his face like, oh man, you have no idea what you're up against. But here's the clip. Judge, have you ever discussed special counsel Mueller or his investigation with anyone? Well, it's uh, in the news every day. I have you discussed it with anyone? Uh, with other judges, I know. Uh, Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Uh, Be sure about your answer, sir. Um, well, I'm not remembering, but if you have something you want to... Are you certain you've not had a conversation with anyone at that law firm? Kasowitz, Benson. Kasowitz, Benson, and yeah. Torres, which is the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, yeah. who is President Trump's personal lawyer. Are you, have you had any conversation about Robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that firm? Yes or no? Well, is there a person you're talking about? I'm asking you a very direct question. Yes or no? Who'd you talk to? I don't think I... I I'm not remembering, but I'm, I'm happy to be refreshed or if you want to tell me who you're thinking so of. Are you, I, are you saying that with all that you remember, you have an impeccable memory. You've been speaking for almost eight hours, I think more, with this committee about all sorts of things you remember. Yeah. How can you not remember whether or not you had a conversation about Robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that law firm. This I don't investigation know. has only been going on for so long, sir. So right, I'm not sure I, do I, I, I'm just trying to think, do I know anyone who works at that firm? I might know. Have you had, that's not my question. My question is, have you had a conversation with anyone at that firm about that investigation? It's a really specific question. I would like to know the person you're thinking of, because what if there's... I think you're thinking of someone and you don't want to tell us. Uh, uh, I'd like to use my lifeline, please. Man, she's good. I like her a lot. She's really, really good. Next up is super buffoon, Bill Barr. Bill Barr's always smug and thinks he's smarter than every single person in the room. He thinks he's going to take down whoever's asking him questions. But in this case, he absolutely did not. He sounded like a moron. He sounded like an idiot. And Kamala Harris made him sound that way. Here's the clip of that. Senator Harris. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Attorney General Barr, has the president or anyone at the White House ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh... Yes or no? 
Could you repeat that question? I will repeat it. Yeah. Has the president or anyone at the White House ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone? Yes or no, please, sir. Um, the president or anybody else. Seems you'd remember something like that and be able to tell us. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to grapple with the word suggest. I mean, uh, there have been discussions of, of matters out there that uh, they have not asked me to open an investigation. But Perhaps they've suggested. I don't know. I wouldn't say suggest. Hinted. I, I don't know. Inferred. You don't know. Okay. Um, in your March 24th summary, you wrote that, quote, after reviewing the special counsel's final report. But I will say that no one. Sir, I'm, I'm asking a question. I'll say Bill Barr is no dummy at all. He's a smart guy. He's a bright guy. So when you can trip him up and you have him saying, um, uh, that's a, people who do podcasts like myself. Anytime I hear an, um, or anytime you guys hear an, um, you're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Luckily I have an editor. I can edit some of my ums out, but I gotten way better. So but when you're on live TV like that, you can't edit out any ums. And she had him saying it a few times. It was really good. You know what she looks like? Kamala Harris looks like what they would cast a female president in a movie or a TV show. Except her dialogue is just way better than anything any writer can come up with. I mean, she just has a swagger about her. She's got a look. She's just, I, she is cool. I like Kamala Harris a lot. I'm not sure I've made that clear yet. I mean, vice presidents usually don't make a difference, but this one does for me. I mean, there's something about her that makes a difference. You know, there was one other vice presidential candidate that made a difference, not in the way that we loved, but I hate to say it, but Sarah Palin made a difference. I think John McCain had no shot against Barack Obama, and even with Sarah Palin, he had no shot. But Sarah Palin put John McCain a little bit more on the map than he might even want to admit. Again, Sarah Palin definitely was not bright. She was way in over her head, but she was she's the one who discovered that there was a Trump type audience out there and she got them going. When they had their rallies and they had their campaign rallies and everything, that they, they were going nuts for her. Nuts being the operative word, but anyway, the final clip is one of my favorite when she drills super elf Jeff Sessions. In fact, drills him so much, had him admitting that he was scared of her. Listen to this one. Did you have any communications with Russian officials uh, for any reason during the campaign that have not been disclosed uh, in public or to this committee? Uh, I don't recall it, uh, but I have to tell you, uh, I cannot testified of what was uh, said as we were standing at the Republican convention before the podium where I spoke. My, my just, question is uh, only as I don't have the detailed memory of that. Okay, as it I'm relates to your knowledge, did you have any communication with any Russian businessmen or any Russian nationals? I don't believe I had any conversation with Russian businessmen or Russian nationals. Are you aware of Although any communication? A lot of people were at the convention. It's conceivable that somebody can. Sir, came sir up I have me. just a few. Well, you let me qualify it. If, okay. if I don't qualify it, you'll accuse me of lying. So I need to be correct as best I can. I do want you to be honest. And I'm not able to uh, be rushed this fast. It makes me nervous. Oh, that poor tiny bastard. He had absolutely no chance against her. None. Makes me nervous. This is the same guy that 
Donald Trump humiliated while he was attorney general, after he was attorney general, and Jeff Sessions were still making campaign commercials saying, I endorsed Donald Trump first. I always stood behind the president. I mean, I've asked this before. Who are these men, these men who have their wives talked about, their fathers talked about, the stature of their size, just every nasty thing that you can say about somebody, and they not only don't defend themselves and say anything, they stand right behind them and say, yes, sir, Mr. President, I have your back. Nah, that ain't happening with me. I'm just telling you right now, that would not happen with me. But I said that Donald Trump said a lot of nasty things, but he also brought up, when asked about Kamala Harris, one of his favorite monikers for women who disagree with him, called her a nasty woman. We remember the nasty woman, right? Donald Trump really does not like, he doesn't like anybody going against him, but he really doesn't like it when a woman questions his authority. That does not happen to Donald J. Trump. You know, one thing I would love to see, and not that I don't think Joe Biden, I really do think Joe Biden's going to slay him in the debates. He's going to kill him. I mean, when you see Joe Biden standing up there and he has time and he he's, he's ready to go, he speaks really well. I like Joe Biden when he talks. But Kamala Harris would dice him up. It would be, she would be a nasty woman, but in a good way. The way that does not put up with bullies and put up with men who look down on you because you're a woman. But she will not be debating Donald Trump, but she will be debating Mike Pence. And I promise you Mike Pence wants absolutely nothing to do with that debate. Mike Pence is going to be so far out of his league. First of all, he's already said he can't be in a room with a woman by himself. And I'm assuming there's going to be no audience. So he's going to have to get permission from mother first. God, that is so weird. It's so bizarre. What is up with these people? This guy's calling his wife mother. The president wants to date his own daughter. It's just so weird. And people, uh, whatever. These people are sick. And speaking of sick, you know, I, I'm not going to talk too much about because it it's really not even worth the time. They're trying to bring up that Kamala Harris may not qualify to be vice president. Here's another birther thing that they're trying to pull off. I mean, we tried that once already. It failed miserably. Are we really going to try it again? Again, I'm not even going to waste my breath on it because it's so ridiculous. But anyway, I'm going to wrap this one up. As always, I appreciate you guys listening. Please subscribe to the show, download, and review. Rate the show if you can. That helps me a ton. And you can follow me on Twitter at brun13. I will be back again on Monday for another edition of Run's House. As always, I appreciate you listening. And I will talk to you guys again shortly. Bye.